0: Here's the funny thing about confession. We're not saying anything that God doesn't already know. He's just pricking our heart like, hey, babes, you kind of have an issue over here. He already knows it. He just needs us to come in, in line with him and admit it.
1: We are women encouraging and equipping women to universally and uniquely serve Christ in their feminine vocation.
0: By embracing joy, laughter, freedom, and friendship, we are seeking to thrive in the trenches of our domestic churches. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches podcast. This is Becky Carter. And this is Megan Schreiber. You're listening to episode number 38. This is our weekly Lenten check-in, and we're going to be talking about confession today. Yeah, uh, Megan,
1: we had, I just randomly posted a picture that we were prepping for the recording of this podcast, and it was about confession, and <laughs> I had all these comments, and oh yes, and this, and... Oh, I hate this, and this is this is the worst part, or whatever. And so I was kind of uh, surprised, especially because I posted it at about ten o'clock last night. Right. <laughs> I That's so I'm funny. I'm not get any response. People are sleeping. Normal people sleep
0: so. until you until you mention a word that that uh, excites in certain people a little bit of fear. Maybe I don't. I don't know. It was there a lot of. Was, was the feedback along the lines of, yes, I love confession, it's so great, I, I come away feeling amazing, or was it more of, oh, yeah, We've got some, I've got some trouble and issues over here?
1: I didn't see anybody with confetti emoticons okay. or anything like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, I might be a
1: weird person that throws the confetti uh, emoticon, but I also related to Norma. Norma uh, texted back and she says, Oh, where's it? She goes, Oh boy, this one. I have much to say. So she talks about how she never goes to confession to her parish priest mm. because she doesn't feel comfortable. But she also said she realized that this is connected to her father wound because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to um, disappoint her priest. Wow. And I. Totally relate to that. Absolutely. Um, And she says, I know logically he's not to hold sin against me, but he wouldn't. Um, But anyway, and then she says um, she often sometimes goes to other states and she always takes advantage to go to a church to find confession. And she said, one day a priest opened the curtain and I freaked out. (laughs)
0: That's so funny. Okay, so we just we just have to clarify because it sounded really funny. It sounded as if she, she crosses state border to do confession, but I, I believe what you're saying is when she travels outside of her state, she makes a right. point to go to confession. Yes. Okay. I actually do that, too, just
1: because I think it's great to receive counsel from a priest who doesn't know me, who could just hear my sin mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just hear what... He can just take the facts and build the picture, whereas my spiritual director knows
0: me, mm-hmm. bless his heart. He knows me. <laughs> That's right. Well, well, let, let's talk about confession. And let's start with not so much where uh, Becky and Megan's experience, personal experience, has been in confession, but what does the Catechism of the Catholic Church say? A lot. Yeah. A lot. Well let let's just for for foundational purposes. Uh do can you read I'm pretty yeah. sure it's fourteen fifty seven. If I, <clears throat> yes. did I do that right, okay
1: so this this really could be a starting point because I did a survey and I did not tell you this, but I did a little Instagram survey, so it's a very small amount of time and I don't I don't even know how to read those things. How, who, what, when and where even responded to that. So this is not hard factual information, no data. This is just random. I asked the question, confession, who goes on a monthly basis and who goes less than every six months? So they they wait, you know, six months or more. And 60% say that they do Do not go any more often than, wait, hold on. How do I want to say that? The less than six, every six months? No, more than, anyway. Get your facts straight, lady. I know. Well, I don't have a pull-up, so I can't like read it verbatim how I read it. But anyway, most people wait more than six months to go to confession.
0: So, Becky, what you're saying is that 60% of the people who responded to your little Instagram Data or quiz, what is it called a survey Whole,
1: Sur- yeah, like yeah, a yeah and it's totally little, official because it's Instagram,
0: sure, <laughs> sure, of course, the parameters are are solid, so <laughs> so sixty percent are we're we're essentially frequenting confession uh, biannually or less, correct, okay, leaving okay, the other forty so- percent possibly going monthly yes, okay
1: yeah. so this is with the catechism, the church. This is her wisdom on the fact. So, um, in paragraph 1457 of the Catechism, it says, According to the Church's command, after having attained the age of discretion, each of the faithful is bound by an obligation faithfully to confess serious sins at least once a year. Anyone who is aware of having committed a mortal sin must not receive Holy Communion even if he experiences deep contrition without having first received sacramental absolution, unless he has a grave reason for receiving communion and there is no possibility of going to confession, children must go to the sacrament of penance before receiving Holy Communion for the first time. Mm -hmm.
0: That's great. So, yeah. um, well, I, mean, that, I think. Go ahead. I was going to say then your 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 survey. <laughs> they're they're in line with the teachings exactly. of the church. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yes. Which is which is
1: great. That that is good and, um, it's so important. But I'm going to argue that we need more. I am also going to say, um, that that is a change. Is that not a change? I don't want to get into that too terribly much, but the church used to require more confession than that. Absolutely, yeah.
0: And 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 I'll be—I—I I can't cite the source, so I want to—I want to hold that really lightly, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, yes. I—I you know, I'm not—I don't have a master's in theology and or or you know, church history, but I—I I do know it's there somewhere. If we dug around, we could we could f- find that. But I'm—I'm I'm with you. I would argue that w- we need it more. Well. Maybe that's just a reflection of me i I need it more for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and truth of the matter is i I like to take advantage of any opportunity for healing, and confession is a sacrament of healing right right um and that's an important part that. Oh,
1: man, I think it gets so lost in the fear of confession, the fear of exposing yourself, um, you know, the watering down of sin, the, um, well, in in the infiltration of a Protestant notion of I can just confess to Jesus, which is true. This is a both and. Mm -hmm. And I... I don't want to tell people they cannot be speaking to Jesus on a regular basis saying, Oh, Jesus, I know I just offended you. I hurt your child. I'm so sorry. You know, um, we should be doing that on a regular basis. Absolutely. You know?
0: mm-hmm.
1: Hey, do you do the daily examine in in the evenings? A lot of people I, do that.
0: I, I do my version. I don't necessarily do, go through the whole Ignatian process. But I kind of do, you know. There's That's awesome. Yeah, I, I need to. <clears throat> I do too. Yeah. I
1: wish I did. I wish I did more, for sure.
0: But but don't we do that in so many other ways of our life? I mean, I know when, if kind of I was working in the corporate world, I mean, there was rarely a day that I didn't, you know. Maybe it was a train ride home. I actually thought about, all right, what went well today, and. <laughs> What well, didn't go well? All right, so the didn't go well part. What what do I need to do to to kind of rectify that situation? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I believe we do it in in a lot of things. I mean, even as parenting. I mean, how many times have we kind of, oh, maybe walked into another room and and sat down and thought, oh man, I could have done better. Yeah. Or or that was that was good. Okay. You know, <laughs> I think we did that one all right. You know, you 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 still walk in humility there, right? Because it's yeah. but but I. I believe we do it more often than we realize. I mean, we can even do it with everyday tasks like cooking, right? Do we do we not make something and think, oh that was a good batch? Or oh you know, I notice when I don't when I don't add that other ingredient, it's just not as good as the last time. I think we're mm-hmm. we're always looking at what we what we do and 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 want and we long to kind of make it a better, right? I mean we are a creative people and I, I think we do it in a lot of other ways. And then when it comes to kind of our spiritual walk, you use the word fear. I believe that we enter into it a, a bit fearful that God's going to really come down on us and God's going to really be like, wow, you are really far off the mark. Here's the funny thing about confession is we're not saying anything that God doesn't already know. He's just pricking our heart like, hey, babes, you kind of have an issue over here. That He already knows it. He just needs us to come in, in line with Him and admit it.
1: hmm And release it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: The, the power of confession, the grace that is lavished on our souls after the mercy is, is received from the, from the absolution— um, to go in peace, he says. Uh, it, it's It can be tangible. Sometimes I don't even notice it. But mm-hmm. there are other times where I think, oh, I only responded to that because I am walking, literally walking in the grace of confession that I just, my last confession, I came home and I had a conversation with my daughter and she kind of called me out on something and She was right. It was true. But I had just confessed that not even an hour before. So when I tell you I was walking in the graces of that Mm -hmm. confession, I really was. And the fact that I did not respond negatively and that I was able to receive that comment, Mm -hmm. it further repaired the damage in my own heart. From that sin, and it increased my repentance mm-hmm. for that sin.
0: Sure, so it became a, a place of healing for you, but also in your relationship, and then ultimately for your daughter. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm guessing, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we, it always feels good when when you know we we kind of have that confrontation and and there is that healing between two people. So. We talk about that grace that God wants to pour on us in confession. It's not just kept for you. It pours out into your family. Right. And this
1: is that's exactly what the catechism talks about. Um, that it's not just for us. Okay, let me let me give you a, a couple of blips from here that's gonna affirm what you just said. And this is from the catechism again. Uh, 1423. All right. So, first of all, sacrament, uh, it is a sacrament of conversion because it makes sacramentally present Jesus' call to conversion, the first step in returning to the Father from whom one has strayed by sin. It's also called the sacrament of penance since it consecrates the Christian sinner's personal and ecclesial steps of conversion, this is the body of Christ. Um, it's also called the sacrament of confession, since the disclosure or confession of sins to a priest is an essential element of this sacrament. In a profound sense, it is also a confession or an acknowledgement and praise of the holiness of God, of His mercy towards sinful man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm almost there, so bear with me. It is also called the Sacrament of Forgiveness, since by the priest's sacramental absolution, God grants the penitent pardon and peace. And then lastly, it is called the Sacrament of Reconciliation, because it imparts to the sinner the love of God who reconciles. He says, be reconciled to God. He who lives by God's merciful love is ready to respond to the Lord's call, go first be reconciled to your brother. Hmm. We can't just sin against ourselves. It, it affects the entire
0: body it, of Christ. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. And conversely, the act of confession also benefits the body, the entire body. Just like mm-hmm. in that example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh,
1: one of the other comments I got on Instagram was from <clears throat> Thomas. He's actually from my home state. Know him, and he says, "You know, I think my favorite thing is that it's a physical choice to go receive the sacrament of confession." Like, of course, you can make the decision to come back to Christ, but you have to physically make that choice with the action of going to the confessional and coming clean. We have this spiritual, mental, okay, I'm ready to come back to Christ. But you have to make that physical act to walk into the church, walk into the confessional and see it Mm. and do it. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That's great that's really great. You know, it's funny, I think about I've had I would say maybe two or three really pivotal confessions in my in my life. One was several years ago. I'm not going to say what actually took place, but it was one of these things where I kind of went in there a little bit more like, "Hey, I know I need I know I'm due for this. I should probably do that." And it was just very mechanical. You know, I I, I did this, I did that, I did this. And, you know, behind the screen was a priest who really just kind of cut through all of that and asked me a question that just almost like broke down all these walls for me in that moment, to be really honest. It ended up being like a confession where I came out and was like, what just happened in there? Mm. So, so much (laughs) so that I sat in the pew and I was like, I got to find out who this priest is. And uh, waited till he came out uh, because I just thought, wow, I'd, I'd never had an experience like that, where he was really so in, just like I said, it was with one question kind of just broke through all of that. And, and I highlight that because when we're in that place of physicality, like Thomas was talking about, we're taking in everything. So we're, we're actually really audibly hearing Jesus Christ in persona, right during with, with this priest, so there's that feedback that I'm actually hearing that's drawing me into a deeper conversion, and it was just so amazing. So you you have these daily acts of um, acts of confession that I would say, like this review of the day, like oh geez, I really messed up on that one, and you give it to the Lord. I mean, we do that even as a couple. We pray like you know, have mercy on us as sinners. I mean, just, and we might even say, oh gosh, we really missed the mark there. And we take these things to him. But we don't have necessarily the privilege at that moment to audibly hear back or audibly hear a question that's even going to take us deeper, which is what the beauty of confession is is about. So I think that I, I really love what he's talking about, about that physical element of being in there. So don't let fear hold you back. Um, you know, from actually going and receiving that gift of healing. Mm.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I had a conversation with a couple of friends and they're not Catholic and we were talking about this notion of confession because there are some denominations that <clears throat> want to practice confession with their pastor. And, um, I, uh, Anyway, we we were just talking about the actual psychology, how we are wired. Like we're we're airing out our dirty laundry all the time in public manners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, some of us more than others, probably extroverts, probably air out our dirty laundry more than others, raising my hand here. And um but the act of actually speaking it forward, and it's in scripture. I wish I would have looked it up before but the scripture says we have to we have to say our sins out loud. Yeah, so there's an actual scripture that tells us when we are when we are confessing our sins, they have to be confessed out loud. And it is this I'm pretty sure it's a scripture that points us back to you're speaking it out loud to your brother. Mm-hmm. And um I've studied that scripture and it the brother is is the church it, not like the female church but it is going to the um it's going back it's the sacrament of reconciliation in in my research i will find that i will quote it i will mark it um in the show notes mm-hmm. so i see these non-catholics who want this so bad have you ever noticed how many people are going to counseling mm-hmm. And this is what I likened it to, where so many people, especially non-Catholic Christians, and I'm not saying counseling is wrong, been there, done that, it's great. But what they're really looking for is that safe place to confess their sins and to receive some direction on how to get past these problems. Hmm. That's what confession is. Mm -hmm. But all they have, because they don't have that sacrament, is there, they're just missing that fullness, that gift that God gave to the church. And I think it was really actually a light bulb moment for them. They're like, oh, wow. That makes total sense. So, again, this is where the church ha- is, gives that beautiful option. It's not an option. This beautiful gift and requirement for
0: our journey. So, is this your way of asking me to tell you my sense? No. No, no, no. I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, But I do have some confessions to make. Okay. On on this Lenten (laughs) journey of, um, you know, fasting and sacrifice. So it's really interesting because, you know, if you listen to our podcast on the Lenten fasting piece, I was very honest. I really was confessing how much I stink at it. I was really kind of... Letting everybody know that but but here's the beauty of it by me not hiding that, you were able to encourage me mm. and and I'll tell you it's 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 going well better than I expected does not mean that I don't have a lot of hunger and um other things, but here, here's what is happening for me. There's so much illumination that's happening on these particular areas that I was blind to before. So, can I share any of those with you, or is that going to really bore you? All right. Well, for the one, no. you know, if we listen to that other episode, I was talking about how I'm a terrible faster. Or I just don't do well at it. Da 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 da. And I really kind of just accepted that, like, eh, that's just not my thing. So I really didn't make any effort. For to do it, so so then we enter. You know, you've encouraged me. I've admitted it. You've encouraged me. We move forward, and we we encounter uh, Ash Wednesday, and I, I survive. And then uh, Friday, and we're back at it. Right in that first week, and I have this moment where I realize, oh my gosh, here here's how the cycle would work. I, I'm hungry. I get a I get a little irritable. Right. And invariably, i probably snap at one of the kids, just like, unprompted. And they look at me like, are you okay? You know, and um, I would retreat and say, you know, see, this is why I'm not good. It's affecting my ability to be a good mother, therefore I'm not going to do it. And I wouldn't, I would, I, that was my reason. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not necessarily... Uh, b- bad. But see, in this case, I stopped and I said, do I give into that? You know, I felt like that was a conversation that really wasn't, I wasn't really having with God, the Father, I was having with somebody else. Do I give into that? Or do I then say, Lord, teach me, teach me how to have that patience during this time that's difficult. And when I prayed that way, he said, Sure. And all of a sudden, I'm starting to be able to move through that better instead of just throwing, you know, the towel in and saying, I can't do this because, look, it's making me be a bad mom. So that was really, that was a real, th- this is just me. This is my personal, you know, revelation and what's what was happening for me. But I thought, oh, that's interesting. So then, of course, it makes me look at, like, what else do I throw the towel in when things get a little hard mm. in my spiritual that's, walk? That's that's amazing.
1: Um, you know, today we're we're recording for next week, and um, looking at the readings, Megan, this is exactly what is being talked about. Because okay, so today is Wednesday, February twenty first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the what? The first Wednesday? No, the second Wednesday of the first week in Lent. All right. So the first reading is from Jonah. And he's going through. It took mm-hmm. what three days to go through Nineveh? Oh, to walk through Nineveh. Yep. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So don't tell me that that three days doesn't have some sort of message there. Sure. Um, and then forty days more. Nineveh shall be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Right. That's they right. proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. But what happened is they had a genuine conversion. And so they became contrite of heart and if you read the responsorial psalm yes a contrite a heart contrite and humbled oh god you will not spurn mm-hmm. I mean the whole psalm mm-hmm. is beautiful y'all if you didn't read it go back and read it psalm 51 verses 3 and 4 12 13 and 18 and 19 there's so much mercy In that contrition. And it's also part of this conversion. The Mm -hmm. catechism talks about we have the first conversion. Oh, wait, hold on. I don't want to get off because I want to finish talking about what you said. Okay. It's not just that sackcloth and ashes, I'm going to fast and just grin and bear it. And I've really tried to be very intentional on social media when people are talking about, I'm going to do this fasting, I'm going to try this fasting. This is why we have to make it a conversion of heart. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what you were asking the Lord for. Okay, Lord, this is not just about being hungry. Mm-hmm. This is about digging in and, and moving closer to you and uniting myself more with you. And the only way we can do that is through God's grace. Right. That's where the sacrament of confession is also super helpful. Mm-hmm.
0: Communion,
1: all right. the sacraments.
0: Right. You know? All of it. All of it, and and you know that's that's the whole point is the conversion of heart. That's the whole point. I mean, if I if I'm entering into it to not have a conversion of heart, then what am I doing it for, mm-hmm. right? Because then I'm making it about man, I guess, and and not about God. I do want my heart converted constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm right, because if we're if we're not looking for that perpetual growth closer and closer to the Lord, we're not staying in one place. You know, we're not just sitting stagnant. Like, okay, this is great. I have reached this place. Now we're we're good to coast for a little bit. It never works like that. No, because we're in constant motion. So if we're not in constant motion forward, we know where we're going. We're we're, we're heading backwards, right? And backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the Catechism gives a great quote from Saint Ambrose, and it it says, uh, talking about the two conversions that in the Church we receive. That is the baptism. Conversion at baptism and conversion after we're baptized—the second conversion. Okay, he says uh, there are water and tears, the water of baptism and the tears of repentance. Mm-hmm. Those are our times of conversion, you know. And this is this is uh, this is another place where we have to make sure we have that full understanding of what conversion e- even is, mm-hmm. where it begins. You know the Catechism tells us it begins at with faith and baptism. We receive the faith from our parents, and we receive the sacrament of baptism. Our original sin is washed away. That's where that cleansing is. We are converted to a child of God. Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, we still have a fallen. The concupiscence is the big word of the church where we still have this tendency towards sin. But the grace, I love this. Um, Let me find it. Okay, so the sin that tradition calls, the inclination to sin that tradition calls concupiscence, which remains in the baptized such that with the help of the grace of Christ, they may prove themselves in the struggle of Christian life. This is the struggle of conversion directed toward holiness and eternal life to which the Lord never ceases to call us. He's always calling us to this. Um, And then the second conversion being an uninterrupted task for the whole church who Clasping sinners to her bosom is at once holy and always in need of purification, Mm -hmm. follows Mm -hmm. constantly the path of penance and renewal. This is where that endeavor of conversion is not just a human work. This is so important, so important. It's not our human work. It is the movement of a contrite heart, drawn and moved by grace. We cannot have contrition without grace to respond to the merciful love of God who loved
0: us first. Mm. Amen. Right? Absolutely. It's just there's so much if
1: um, let's just do a whole study on confession and conversion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> in the catechism, it is so deep. I am I am not even I'm barely touching on any of this. That's right. That's available. But what other feedback did you get? So this is another uh, response I have and I don't have her permission to share it so I'm not going to use her name, but the thing I hate most is walking out of the confessional realizing I forgot so many sins, knowing it's okay but still really wanting to have confessed them. All the feelings of a
0: missed opportunity. I've totally done that. Okay, yes, we all have, but can uh, can I poke that a little bit?
1: You can poke it, but I also have an answer for them cat from the catechism.
0: Okay, so. great. Well,., poke. Gonna, here's my poke. Do you really think that's from God the Father? Ah, uh, I love that. Yes, no, it's not. It's <laughs> not. It's not. it's it's, you know, you know, the enemy, of course, d- 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 steal and he, stealing that moment, stealing that moment. Mm-hmm. right to to then leave that cycle of oh gosh we'll see I went and then, and then this it's like I want us to start being wiser and smarter about recognizing who the author is of these moments right in our in our life so anyway that's that's where I'm poking that with, with that because I've, I've had it too for sure now I'm starting to be like hmm I really don't think God the Father who loves me so much and who is so good would actually talk to me like that or plant that. I don't think he would. Mm -hmm. So, tell me me what the catechism's response is. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm really glad you said that because it's so true.
1: And learning to discern between guilt and conviction, you know, what is of the Lord and what is not. Yeah, talk about stealing, sucking the joy out of that (laughs) sacrament, right? Yep. Um, Okay, so in paragraph 1456, it says confession to a priest is an essential part of the sacrament of penance, all mortal sins of which penitents after a diligent self-examination are conscious must be recounted by them in confession. So, it, you know, okay, let me, let me read this last little part here. Would Christ's faithful strive to confess all the sins that they can remember They undoubtedly place all of them before the divine mercy for pardon, but those who fail to do so and knowingly withhold some place nothing before the divine goodness for remission through the mediation of the priest. For if the sick person is too ashamed to show his wound to the doctor, medicine cannot heal what it does not know. Hmm. That's from the Council of Trent. Right. Um, right. It's, so, there are two parts here, mm-hmm. and you know I'm a mercy junkie, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want to just lean on the part of, oh, it's okay, you know, God knows you're, you did, you, you know, you did the best you can, and He's not going to withhold mercy from something that you forgot to tell Him. But there's also this piece of diligent self-examination. My mom has even told me that a priest asked her before she made her confession, did you make a good Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) self-examination? And so there is a legitimate part of that, that we do need to take the time. And I know I can definitely tell a difference in my personal life that my confessions, when I have actually taken the time to do a, a good examination of conscience, they are more... They are more freeing. They are more beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is it is true. So that's right. Maybe we should, because another gal asked about examination of conscience. If we have any good resources for that?
0: Oh yeah. So I I use the Ladalti app. Kind of go through. Um, that's good for me. Uh, I've done it. I've done it wrong. Or then when I, <laughs> I've done it you wrong, stopped? I messed up. I've done it a couple times. It's it, for I don't know. I, I seem to not get the intuition of it, and yeah. So then oh. it looks like looks like I did all the sins that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. It's just kind of this point and click. But um, that that's helped. Sometimes that's really just been more of a prompter for me. I mean the the, the, the what what's helped me best is really trying to carve out some time in adoration. Like to me, I, I that's when it really comes bubbling up is an adoration. Yes. And so many times I'm like, gosh, I wish I could just get to confession right after adoration. I mean that would that would be like the ideal time for Megan Schreiber. So um, actually, our our parish now does have a um, confession after a day of adoration. So if you kind of time it right, you c- you can do what I'm hoping. What I'm saying it helps me best, so mm-hmm. but that doesn't always work that way, but to be able to really carve out some time to sit in the presence of the Lord, even if you're sitting in front of the tabernacle and quiet and really calling upon the Holy Spirit to to illuminate your heart that that to me helps a lot I mean t- some days I do kind of need that app to just be prompted of really thinking about those things, like ooh, kind of forgot that that's an issue, <laughs> right because we yeah. could get we can get really really busy, but um, When I, I'd i love to just circle back to that gal who had said, you know, oh, I hate when I'm leaving, and then I, I, all these things are coming up. So, so if you've gone in and you really have prepared well, and you're, you're, you said, uh, you know, you sat in the presence, or you've, you've used a tool that's really helped you, um, um, really kind of comb through your conscience, and you take that into confession, and you're leaving, and that thing happens. Have the confidence to tell the old boy to take a hike because with that truly, truly contrite heart, the Lord has said, has has offered forgiveness for all of those other things that you may have forgotten. Mm -hmm. Then on the flip side, if you were like me, remember that one time I did earlier, I just said about that really amazing confession I had where I kind of just went in and I was like, oh, I did this and I did this and... I I hadn't prepared. I remember the day I was busy. It was something that I I wanted to do. And I never carved out the time to really prepare myself. So I kind of just jumped in. Now, I was lucky because that priest picked up on that and was able to really prod my heart. So that that helped. But there've also been times where I've I've probably had confessions like that and I maybe didn't get that prompting of a question to really kind of go deeper into my heart. And so that I did leave and I felt a little like oh, I don't know if I did everything that I needed to do. I think you can start to if you if you're practicing the discernment, I think you can understand the difference between maybe a loving father talking to you and saying that was fine. I'm really glad you came. Maybe we could do a little better next time. Like maybe you could prepare, but it still would be done in love. And we know the difference. We mm-hmm. know the difference. Do we feel frantic and robbed of something or do we feel like, Oh, well, that was, that was good. I, I I think I could maybe spend a little bit more time preparing, you know, that that's when, you know, that prompting is from the father who loves you, but they feel different. They feel very different. Very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. I
1: dropped something and I got to pick it up. It's going to make some noise. You'll he- you'll hear it back. <laughs> okay. Okay. When I drop my book here. Okay, so I I I love I love all that that you're saying It's so true and you even you even said something that poked my heart. I'm going to have to take it to the Lord, but that that whole frantic feeling, you know, um, that that's not of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, um I have a little. I do use the Ladate app. There's actually um, an uh, an examen for married people,
0: mm.
1: and I don't like using that one. <laughs> it's <laughs> very convicting. Anyway, but that's good. I I do try to use that one. But there's also this little purple booklet that I have. I think I got the first time I got this was during or at the end of RCIA. They were handing these out when everyone was making their first reconciliations. And it's just called Examine Prepare to Receive the Sacrament of Penance. And it looks really old. It, um, I'll, I'll like somehow f- see if I can find it online. But I have found that that is a very good examination of conscience. They pull apart the, Commitment uh, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So
0: well, that's great. Well, would you also share the one, the married one that you say you, you're not crazy about because it's a bit convicting?
1: <laughs> no, I don't want anybody else to feel that. Okay. Well, is it solid?
0: I mean, you know, is it solid? It's, on it's on just. The oh, it's on the Ladate app. Oh, okay. So this is just you know, m- maybe challenging.
1: I would say it's very challenging. Yes, okay. that is a, that is a good description. Let's see. uh, Confession. You go to the confession, mm -hmm. flip on LaDate, and there's examine. Confession app for anyone. Confession app for children. Confession app for young adults. Confession app for singles. Mary. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have it on your app. Maybe you should update it. Sure. That sounds good. Well, you know, I'm going to since you encouraged me so much in the fasting, I'm going to encourage you to press into those things that are, are challenging, because there'll be great grace in that. Yes, ma'am. Don't you love me? <laughs> I do, actually. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> that. Yes, I do. I okay. do love you. You always speak truth to me, and I like that. There you go. Well, I'm sure it's a two-way means- street, for sure. Well, that's very sweet. Okay, so... As we wrap up, I, I do want to encourage everyone to continue in their fasting, remembering that as we speak about this sacrament of confession, don't forget the, the gospel story of the healing of the paralytic. Who brought him to the Lord? It was his friends. Mm-hmm. We can bring our friends to the Lord And fasting is a powerful prayer. Don't forget our role in that. And when you are struggling in your fast, as I did so terribly on Friday, I struggled more than I can remember in a while to fast. So hopefully y'all can all be encouraged. I'm not like some master faster or something. (laughs) But um, it always spurs me on to fast out of an act of charity because I love my brothers and sisters. And if I have a burden on my heart for someone in particular or some situation, if I give that to the Lord in my sacrifice of fasting, it drives me. It, it pushes me along. So I and and that's where fasting becomes not just sackcloth and ashes. That's when fasting
0: changes you and you grow in charity. That's great. That's right. Well, you know, hearing hearing you talk about the confession piece, I think that we need to start a grassroots movement of girls' nights out where you get together with your friends and you go to confession, then you go out to dinner.
1: But Ma- I might have to go to confession after dinner. Well, then <laughs>
0: I don't know what kind of friends you're hanging with. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, just All kidding. The best. no I know exactly. I, I'm, you know, kind of poking at that a little bit. But I do know in our family, we've tried our best to, uh, on a, the Saturday evening when we do go to get to confession, is to celebrate it. You know, go out, go out for dinner if you can, go out for ice cream. Just you know, put put a lot of emphasis on the joy of it.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. That's a really good idea, and and let's challenge each other to make regular confession more regular, and um, just understanding the grace of it. It's not a guilt thing; it's an empowering thing. It, we're we're getting the power of Jesus Christ. How, why would we not want that? That's like saying I don't want the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so. Um, so let's just remember that and and just the, the mercy and the, and the beauty of that. And I will close out with a quote from Pope Benedict. He, <clears throat> this was during a meditation that I listened to for today's reading. Entering into Lent is a propitious time in which the church invites us Christians to be more intensely aware of Christ's redeeming work to live our baptism more profoundly, the Lenten season is an invitation to relive with Jesus the 40 days He spent in the desert, praying and fasting before undertaking His public mission. It's great. So, hey guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We hope that we have encouraged you in some really great ways to continue on in this conversion, this walk with Jesus and our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are so grateful for all of you in the trenches with us. You can find show notes on thrivinginthetrenches.com. Please subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you can join the conversation. Thanks for coming.